Do you know a doctor got in touch with me on Insta and she was like, that glitch thing that happened to you, you should probably get it checked <laughs> out. <laughs> so when you go, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 when it I seems could be like, having a tiny stroke. And it seems like you're either <laughs> choking or having a really bad orgasm. Doctor's going, there's something wrong with you there. Love. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Let's Solve Nothing. I'm Maureen O'Connell. I'm Joanne McNally. This is the podcast where every week we take a topic and try to solve it. Spoiler, we never really do. We probably make it worse. What are we not solving today, Joanne? This week we're going to try and solve alcohol. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one, especially (laughs) at this time of year. Why in God's name are we bringing this on ourselves? Alcohol is a poison. (laughs) Ethanols. Alcohol is a poison. It's a poison. You're poisoning yourself. Stop drinking. Oh my God, we solved it. We're done. I that mean, was the quickest podcast in history. I'm really proud of ourselves. When I went back, my therapist was like, you need to drink glass or whatever. And I was like, yeah, grand. They came back the next week and she's like, did you stop drinking? And I said, no. And she looked at me like, what? I was like, that's not how it works. The next week? Yeah. I was like, she goes, did you do what you did? Did you stop drinking? I was like, well, no. I thought it was like a process. For people... For people when they say stop biting your nails, that can take years. Exactly. (laughs) Alcohol is going to be an awful lot worse than that. Alcohol, sometimes referred to as the chemical name ethanol, is a psychoactive drug that is the active ingredient in drinks such as beer, wine and distilled spirits. It is one of the oldest and most common recreational substances causing the the characteristic effects of alcohol intoxication, i.e. drunkenness. Are you alcohol intoxicated right now? (laughs) I wouldn't mind. Uh, No, but I did have a heavy, I did do some heavy brunching over the weekend. And as we all know, brunch is code for day drinking, which is code for insanity. When you just don't have to stop. Yeah, you don't have to stop. Plus, there's a chicness to brunching. So when you're at brunch... Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know when someone's like, oh, we'll have a, we'll have a, bit of, we'll have a bubble, we have a glass of bubble, glass of bubbles, at 11 a.m. glass of bubble. And that's chic. If you go like, I'll have a double vodka, uh, Diet Coke at 11 a.m., everyone's like, ooh, she's got a problem. Like, oh, sorry, that. I'll take the bubbles then. We had a hen party this weekend. Mm. You know, five people, smallest hen party in the world. And it was just code for get five bottles of Prosecco mm. over to the table. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Everyone was high as a kite after our hour and a half sitting inside having dinner. Yeah. Because it's just acceptable. Because it's only a little, it's a little it's glass. A party. What the baby's hat. Water more at the baby. It's a little glass. Put some orange juice in that. It's a food group. I know. It's the same as like, I think that wine, like, so female alcoholism is through the roof at the moment. There's more alcohol, like female alcoholics in Ireland than male now. Yeah. Whereas it used to be a total man thing. Um, but now it's because we weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to go to pubs. We, we weren't allowed to leave the houses. We weren't allowed to do anything. Yeah. So then they, when they like, they sold wine into us in such so severely as this like chic, empowering business bitch thing to do to have a glass of wine with your friends. That now women are putting 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 away like a bottle of wine a night. Yeah. And slow. And now they're like full blown alcoholics, like livers dropping out their arses, like we're absolutely fucked. And it feels like men are catching up on this trend. They're coming into our little world because during lockdown, beer sales are down. Mm. What? Beer sales are down eighteen percent. Spirits are down. And wine is up. Yeah, you see. Wine is up, 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 Because up. We, is wine, we see wine as like, I used to, th- you know the way, like you can't, if you take a bottle of wine to the bath, everyone's like, oh, that's so nice, bit of self-care. Like, it's, it's not, but if you take like a pint or like a pint to the bath or like a bottle of vodka, yeah. imagine taking a pint of Smithix to the bath. If you're, like, ta- if you're taking a bottle of vodka to the bath, bath, no one's letting you go to have that bath. Yeah, they're like, like, you're trying to kill yourself. This is wrong. You yeah. shouldn't be doing this. Take the razors out of the bath. Like, I would love, I, I do think my ideal bathroom would have a wine rack in it. Or like, do you know what I mean? Where's your Pinterest board? <laughs> Everyone find Joanne's Pinterest board right now. Amazed. Just like a floating sommelier. <laughs> She brings it with her. She's, it's going to be like something from Star Trek that she can just carry around with her. Yeah. Yeah. It is, though. It's It's been sold into women. It's an absolute cod. And I say that myself as an absolute wine hound. Yeah. Um, and it is just equally as bad for you. But I mean, I get kind of sassy when I drink. The sass comes sassy, out. Can you imagine a more honest Joanne? I've gone drinking with Joanne. 
the honesty it goes up a degree it, what's the saying in wine there is truth no hold on that's in the vino translation there we go <laughs> <laughs> that old Latin saying she, she's when been... pissed always honest <laughs> cider drinking is falling in Ireland now is that because young people they're all into their bodies and staying in shape and they're not drinking cider like we were or people just read because it's like the Lynx Africa mm. of drink cider mm. is essentially mm. and she... would you like a cider right Delicious. now Joanne would you like a cider right now oh my god I don't agree I do not I think cider is very lowbrow and I think <laughs> sorry again <laughs> she's sticking by the fact that Lynx Africa is the height of sophistication now I did admit that the reason I'm so into Lynx Africa is because I have the nasal palate of a 14 year old girl I did admit that so she's never going to know if she's got coronavirus she I can't know. smell anything <laughs> unless it's Lynx Africa I can't smell anything <laughs> Um, I do have I don't have a very mature nasal palate mm. but I do look I'm not I would drink toilet duck I would suck the alcohol out of a fucking stick of deodorant I don't like I'm not fussy but I do think there's something like if I was on a date with a lad mm. and I got a glass of white and he came back with a pint of cider I would be judging him now I'm judging him anyway you're you're judging him as soon as you walk into the room. Yeah, well, I judged he's... his face on the. But I I would struggle with the man. I would. Also, I remember once I was on a date with an, and a man came back with a glass of Chardonnay for himself, and I was like, well, that's the end of that. Because, but you see, I think that more and more men are starting to drink wine. That doesn't make it right. But would you have? Would you be less judgy if it was red wine? No, I would think he's a complete wanker. Right. Yeah. It's not oh. terrible. I'm not saying what I think or feel is right, but that is what I would be like. Mm. So for anyone who wants to get into Joanne's pants, it's going to be difficult. She's just judging you at all times about absolutely everything. No, but I do weirdly, I do kind I don't know. I mean, it's that stupid cave woman shit. Like I like men. I want a man drinking like a brick. Do you know what I mean? I'm drinking a pint. Pint. Pint of cement. But if he came over having a pint of cider, you're like, no, have a pint of Guinness. If he was like, have a pint of lager. A Chardonnay. I would just find that difficult. But that's because I went on a day with a guy before who wouldn't go into a round with me. Just tell you about him. Uh, again, Stop. Ear, ear, get out. Get get out he the go, door. He wouldn't go into a round. So like he'd go up to the bar and, and then he'd be like, here, you go on. Go on. <laughs> I go up to the bar. I tried to buy the first round and he actually gave me, I bought the first round and he, he made me take a fiver off him. No. Yeah. That's, yeah. Was, can I ask and a question? And he ordered Chardonnay and I think that's what implanted that reservation in my mind about that. Was this in England? No. What? You I keep know. on coming out with these things about Irish men and I'm like, it can't have happened. It was in Ireland. In Ireland? Yeah, it was in Ireland. He was Irish. Because it's almost a capital crime. Is it in the constitution? If you don't get into a round, get out of the country. I know. I'm, that just makes no sense to me. Yeah. Because English people don't get rounds. They, no. they just think you're giving them free drink. They don't understand that they have to get it back. Being in that country and not living there but being with like English mates you're like what is going on here because English friends in Ireland they'll always buy around they get it 100%. but when they're at home they're like no no we're playing by our rules now Irish paddy yeah 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 weird yeah I know I knew a guy once who in on pur- purposely would hold back when we went into the bar to so that he wouldn't be at the bar he wouldn't have to get the round in and literally so brazen once he'd had all the free drinks was like right listen I'm gonna lag it I'm off yeah and I was like, how could, how are you not mortified? We all know what you're doing. We all know that person in whether it's a work group, a friend group, a couples group. That's that person that won't go up and they won't have put their hand in their bloody pocket. I know. The great thing about the UK, though, is and I really wish they'd catch on to it here. Best things about the UK. Escalator reels all on one side and they do a large wine. Now, I've tried to make it work here. I just go up and I'm like, if you just go up real ballsy and go, I'll have a large wine. But they look at me going, you know, we don't do that here. Don't even Joanne, try. You know, we don't. I definitely drink too much. Hand up, I drink too much. I could definitely do with reducing my drinking. But it is like a drug. So, I mean, we're given free no. reign mm. with this very addictive substance and then expected to just be able to like dip in and dip out. Like it's, it's, it's almost impossible. Like I can just go and shoot up with my mother all day and have great chats and great conversation. Like, I would hate to not be able to drink. I really would. There will be someone who's listening to this right now going, shoot up with your mother. Holy <laughs> God. <laughs> Joanne. Well, it's a drug. Shoot it's up an, with It's your a really mother. exciting drug. Well, my mother tried the aversion tactic when I was younger. And that was give the child a bit of drink. Well, mm. there was the oh, she's got colic or she can't sleep when she's younger and she'd just feed me drink. And she'd be like, she's fast asleep. 
life is great. Don't worry about yeah. it. But then it was the aversion tactic of try a bit of my Guinness, try a bit of my wine, and it didn't go down the way she wanted it to go down. I was like, mmm. It doesn't work if it's only, if the aversion ta- tra- strategy is only happening in your house and then everywhere you go outside of your house, all your friends are just face down in their own vomit every weekend. Do you know what I mean? Like, it has to be, it has to be a cultural, a whole cultural situation. Which it's not here. Drink is the most exciting thing ever here. So speaking of friends face down in their own vomit, Joanne, when was your first experience of proper drinking? I mean, at 16, I was fully out drinking. I remember, so we used to, you know, the old Dolly mixture or whatever. And I remember one time I didn't have a contraption to take my booze out in. So Dolly mixture, for anyone who's not from Dublin or outside Ireland, is where you go into your parents' drinks cabinet and you just mix all the drinks you possibly can into a contour bottle or whatever bottle you have. We call it a Limerick Donkey's Bollocks. I've never heard of that. Get your donkey's bollocks ready. Wow. Don't know where it came from, but that's what we call it. Yeah. So for years, I used to do that. And it would be because my parents don't really drink, but they've got little because they win drink at golf, you know, golf and bridge and, and 45 tournaments. And then one year, my mother was having um, a, a card party in the house and her mates, a few of her mates were having vodka and tonics. And after about the third one, they were all going, Jesus, Mary's a bit stingy in the old vodka, isn't she? What the hell is mm. going on here? And she overheard them. And she went, I'm free pouring. How, da- how dare you? I want you all to be drunk by the end of the night. And she went over and smelled the vodka and it was pure water. <laughs> it was just of course. pure water. Yeah. They didn't have a clue yeah. what was going on. I, I, I had just filled it up. And yeah, it like that's that what we did. For years, so much so that I came home one Christmas and there was a sign in the drinks cabinet saying, Murren, buy your own drink. Stay away from ours. <laughs> because they kept on seeing that every time I came home, all their drink was gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, vodka was the easiest one. Oh, like, I, I remember the same, the panic of, like, my parents didn't really drink vodka. Like, my mum had one of those boxes of wine, which she'd pump, like, those kids in the troker ad with the fountain. <laughs> just, like, pump it. <laughs> just, like, shoot out biz. And my dad, of course, was brewing beer in the... Uh, cupboard but I remember the fear because when one of his friends arrived at the house and he was the vodka drinker this is back in the 90s where everyone just drove drank drank drove yep. and um, and I was like oh shit because like that you're, it's a, a fucking aquarium upstairs like there isn't any alcohol in it but I do remember one time I was trying to get a dolly mixer out of the house and I would no bottle so I was panicked. So and Joanne I, became a camel. I know. <laughs> I only had, put it like a chipmunk. She put it into her mouth and spewed it into her friend's face. I only had a certain amount of time before my mum or my parents came back. And the only bottle in the house was the this Holy Mary bottle that mum had brought back from Lourdes and was full of water from Lourdes. What did I do? What did you do? I fucking dumped the holy water. Filled her, <laughs> filled her full of booze. Where did you dump the holy water? Just down the sink or whatever. Oh, well, that's the holiest sink. I've had yeah. nothing ever went wrong in that sink ever again. So filled her and her, her crown, the lid was her crown. <laughs> so, and it was quite a sizable one. Do you know, like it was like this size. I can't, like whatever, a kind of a big deodorant can bottle one. So anyway, brought her out into the fields, drinking out of her. I'm, I brought my friend. Drunk, drinking away out of her. And um, someone lost shipped, her. Someone shifted her by the end of the night. <laughs> I lo- lost her. I lost her. And then we couldn't, I couldn't figure out where she got, but I mean, we all, I mean, you know, it was back when you were drinking in fields in the, in the pitch dark, you were like pissing yourself for warmth. It was all very bare grills. Anyway, I lost her. And didn't she turn up years later after a heavy rain in one of the girls' back gardens who I'd stayed in that night? <laughs> like a miracle. The earth, the earth melted away and there she was. To come dry to, as a bone. To rise back <laughs> yeah. up to say, remember me? Yeah. Like a dead child of Prague. I not believe it. And what did you do with her? Did you bring her to jail? She's still floating around down in Kalani somewhere. Like she's, she's still, still in the, there. She's still in that house. So I was like, what am I going to do? You can't bring her back now. But I never got stung from her. My mother never noticed. Thank she, God. She had too many Holy Mary. Or maybe she just thought, she's realised she needs a bit of Mary with her at all. Like hand sanitizer. Joanne's loads of Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and the holy water bottle. I remember going, so we all had those experiences of being yeah. like 13, 14, 15, going bush drinking. Can you remember hanging around outside off licenses oh as young, young girls, quite not like girls today, but young girls who are quite obviously underage. Mm. How are you going to be off license for me? How are you going? I'll have 12 pack of woodies. Begging, begging strangers to yeah. go in. And you knew you were going to get financially shafted. Mm-hmm. They always took your money. Yeah. We were like little street workers. Would you go in for someone if they asked you to go in and get them drink? No. 
I wouldn't either. No. What was your first drinking experience? I was very, way too young. And like 19 year olds went and got us. Can you remember the two litre bottles of Linden Village? Yeah. The massive, disgusting cider. Yeah. Did a number on me. I don't think I drank until I was about 15 after that. I was like, I can't, that's. That's, I was 12. See, that's an aversion, 12. that's an aversion tactic. That's why they get parent, like, I remember one summer I was in Fengarola working and we were drinking every, vodka Diet Coke every day. And even now, like I can, I can kind of do it, but for years after, even the smell <coughs> of Diet Coke, I was like, so tell me about the time I drank the bottle of Bailey's on the plane. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Whoever was sitting beside you must have Well, my boyfriend love. at the time, who wasn't my boyfriend by the time we landed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I was like, calm down. It's chocolate milk. Basically, one Christmas, I drank a whole bottle of Bailey's um, on my mum, like in the house, whatever. And everyone was like, you know, it was this big deal. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, whatever. Not ideal. But again, I was like, look, it's not like a drinking a bottle of vodka. The thing is addictive. It's like coconut. It's like Cocoa Pops, but with booze in it. Yeah. It's delicious. So anyway, I drank the whole thing and then I was going to New York with my boyfriend at the time and mum had said to me, like, you replace that bottle. And I was like, grand, not a bother. So replaced it in JK, JFK Airport. But because it was America, they sold me this huge one that I needed to like. You didn't get the giant one that you almost have to check in. Yeah. The huge bottle yes. of Bailey's. So dragged that onto the plane. Like it was the same size as me. Yeah. Dragged it on and... Um, <laughs> We're just sitting there and like, waiting to take Sarah, off. Do, you have a, do we have a spare seat for my bottle of Bailey's? <laughs> know, yeah. Just to go between. It's like our child. We're practicing. Let's keep the Bailey's safe. Most of my age are flying wedding dresses across America. Like to America. <laughs> I'm flying bottles of Bailey's across. Like putting it in the seatbelt. And, and so anyway, we were taking off and it had orange in it. It was orange flavored Bailey's. And I was like, I just wonder what it tastes. Jesus I just, Christ. I just love a sniff of it or whatever. So I said to um, my boyfriend at the time, I call him fucking... Niall. Right? Niall. I said to Niall. She, she Nilo. Whipped, she whipped that one out of her arse. <laughs> Nyler. I said to Nyla, I said, um, come Mimi. here, keep, keep sketch there. I just want to have a little taste of that. And then I just woke up in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> and Niall. <laughs> Niall was being really off with me. And I was still and dragging you're like, her. You're like, what? I was like, hey, that was, I didn't it's even feel sexy. It was, like, it was like four minute flight. <laughs> I know. Get this into the Guinness Book of World yeah. Records, Nyler. What's your issue? I couldn't get over how fast the flight. I, well, I was absolutely delighted. Yeah. Um, so I'm dragging this empty bottle off with me anyway. And um, there was just like a two mouthfuls swirling around the bottom of it. And he was being really off with me. And I think I was supposed to stay in his house that night. But he'd start, he couldn't wait to get me home. <laughs> And drove me 90 miles an hour and back to the south coast. And it wasn't, couldn't wait to get her home. <laughs> no, so it's so wait to get me back to, yeah. You could rip your her home, clothes off. Your home. You're not, not coming anywhere near my home. Let's get you home to your mother and see what <laughs> she has to say to you. Yeah, you smell like a drunk milkshake. <laughs> um, and I was like, babe, what's going on? It's so cold. What's happening here? Because we'd had a really nice holiday. Anyway, then the next day, I wouldn't return my calls. I love, I love the way in the space of five hours, she I ruined wiped everything. out yeah. the whole lovely holiday that they yeah. have. Walking around Central Park together, being that cute New York couple. Yeah. Looking in Tiffany going, oh my God, the day that we get our engagement. Well, that, that, was, that was not in the cards. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so he was being really cold to me and I was like, what's the crack? Anyway, he's like, look, it's not working. And I was like, well, I thought it, I thought it was working really well. And he's like, it's not working. Blah, blah, blah. We broke up. And I was there going, Jesus, that was very fast. Like, I mean, I've had relationships break down all the time. Like, I'm, I'm pretty good at it, but never that quickly. It was but as we fast. We boarded the plane in love. We landed in, he just, he hated me. It was as fast as the plane ride home. <laughs> yeah, which was three minutes. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> anyway, then he came back about a month later. He's like, let's chat. And I was like, okay. And he's like, look, I want us to get back together. But I, I have to say, um when he drank that bottle of Bailey's on the plane. And I was like, oh, was that not like fun? And he goes, he, quote unquote, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what did you do? I was like, I'll change. I did what every gobshite does. But did you Got back with him. Did you ask him? Because when I have those experiences of, we need to, we need to talk. Mm. I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't want to hear anything about it. Didn't happen. <laughs> I can't remember it. So it didn't happen. But I will change. I will do everything that, yeah, yeah. But can you remember? And I just say, yes, I can. Can't remember a thing. So. Did you ask him what happened on the plane? No. Okay. Well, look, at fairness, oh, come on. It's not like I took um, speed. Like, I just passed out. But like, I'm a pig. 
I'm a pig. I'm a truffle pig for booze. So if I'm left alone with a giant bottle of Baileys that tastes like chocolate milk and smells a little bit like a Terry's chocolate orange, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking drink it. He said the most disturbing thing was that I was, like, I don't know, kept trying to get him to keep sketch because... <laughs> <laughs> air stewards or whatever you're not supposed to be drinking booze you dragged on yourself so the bottle sketch. was so big I couldn't drink from the bottle it'd be like trying to, drink, trying to drink from the head of a child so he had to keep sketch while I was so I was making him implicit in the crime I don't know look there was a lot going on so by the end he's sitting there going you've got Tourette's it's sketch every three seconds <laughs> sketch, 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 sketch 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 I was like I'm so glad we're back together let's toast let's toast to this <laughs> <laughs> What's your drinking story, Mirmur? My drinking story is that I like it. Yeah. I have always liked it. Mm -hmm. So when you are in a family where there is alcoholism, which I think is every family in Ireland. Standard. And when you've got parents who are really, really aware of that. Like anytime I drink more than two glasses of wine in my house, we need to stage an intervention. Yeah. So it's the sort of thing that I'm like, why do you think I go out all the time when I come home? Because I just want to have a drink, Mm. you know? But she's gotten to the stage where it's like, it's okay, it's okay. We'll have a drink. And I really like it on Christmas Day because Mary gets quite stressed out early yeah. from people being annoying. And she has she has gone in the last few years. Like, I mean, as soon as we're in the door from mass and Top of the Pops is on the television, she's like, open the wine. Yeah. Open the goddamn wine. But then she can stop at four o'clock and I'm like, come on, let's get this. Let's play some Jenga, man. And she's yeah. like, Jesus Christ, child. Um, it's I, hard. It's, it's like, it's hard if, if you're, it, it depends on who you're around, which is the problem because when you're a, a boozer, you surround yourself with boozers and then you don't feel guilty because you, your behavior is normal. Whereas like, I know people who don't drink who think that having like a bottle of wine at the weekend is a massive flag. Yeah. Whereas I would consider that practically a detox and it's white wine. <laughs> <laughs> if it's transparent fluid, it's rat. It's a, and if a man is drinking Chardonnay, they're not even drinking. <laughs> yeah, they're not even drinking. It's it's the whole as you get older thing because you're all on the same wavelength as a group of friends, you know, from from when you're a teenager, 20s and early 30s. Mm. Then the babies start coming along. Yeah. And both of us are unfertilized women Mm. that it's we're still able for the session because we don't have to get up the next morning. Now, I'm not saying we're able for the session. Jesus Christ, these days, it just feels like work mm. sometimes. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? You know, I have, a, I have, an, I have an amazing tolerance for alcohol. It's it's terrifying. Like, I very rarely get hung over. I don't know what it, I, I think I'm just like a cucumber. I'm just really hydrated. Naturally. You, yeah, yeah. Well, you or, do spend your days drinking water. As well as, <laughs> yeah. like, I've never seen a woman drink more water in my entire life. I drink life. so much water. You're an elephant, you're a camel. It's all of those water-based yeah. animals. Maybe that's why I never got hung over. Now, I did do a little bit of research for the podcast, just in case you think I'm doing nothing Sorry, over here. Sorry, who are you? <laughs> Hello. What's happening? Hello, I'm Oprah. I've mm. got the work ethic. I'm Steve Jobs. Mm. Um, and I was like, what are the pros to alcohol? Are there any pros to alcohol? And there are pros. Here we go, which I think have all been debunked. Go on. It greatly reduces your chances of gallstones. Gallstones is one I didn't know. Yeah. Now, it great, greatly increases your chance of a psychotic break and obesity, but you'll be gallstone free. <laughs> I mean, I mean, weigh it up. Which is more painful? <laughs> <laughs> your your head being such a place that you that you hate yourself or not having stones coming out your ass. I know. I don't even know what a gallstone is, but I don't want one. It's not good. No. And um, red wine, apparently... Is good for the heart, according to the Daily Mail, where I get all my science from. Julio and Gallo, or whoever the hell they are, are obviously going, come here, doctors, do a few studies for us there. Because we need to tell people (laughs) that wine is good for you. I'm waiting for the Sambuca people to be like, Sambuca's good for your eyesight. Sambuca's good for your eyesight. Tell them. (laughs) It's glaucoma. Forget the weed. Let's just get in there. Let's get this this sorted. (gasps) But like, there was a time when I was like, I'm a much more civilised drinker, I think. Like, there was a time where you just go out and you'd be like, let's just drink till we vomit. Do you remember? And you'd be just like, mm-hmm. I was walking through town the other day. There was four lumps of vomit. And I was like, what did this person eat? Like, th- this is the problem because they're making us eat in pubs now all the time. It's the government's fault. <laughs> it's the government's fault that yeah. there's vomit on the street. But we've got to see feed the pigeons somehow because oh, there's not enough people on the street. I'm <laughs> telling you, like, wait, drink is, you know, you put on weight drinking anyway. And Christmas, you always put on weight. If I have to keep eating a basket of goujons every two hours because I'm out in the piss in Dublin, I'm going to need knee surgery by the time January comes around. <laughs> where it's all going. Oh, the poor baby in your knee will really grow up over <laughs> Christmas. But I went, I had to go to the doctor recently. And she, Liver failure. 
you'd think she'd ask, you know, what's your unit of alcohol? And it's that moment where you have to say, what's a unit of alcohol? I don't know. These things, you know, someone said, uh, put kilometres into miles there. I don't have, oh, I don't I have a clue. clue. I don't have a clue. I don't know what a unit of alcohol is. So she told me what it was. And I said that I drank something like 24 units of alcohol a week. Which is a lie. Which is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not exactly up to on up on units, but even I know that's a fucking lie. So, so she got really, really stuck into this. Like she was really, I was there for a lump on my breast. I was like, are we more concerned with the with the risk of breast cancer thing or with the alcohol? But it turns out alcohol obviously has a factor in cancers. Yes, like big, big reason for cancers, and. But she was really concentrating on it. And as I was there and she was like, but the alcohol, we need to go back to the alcohol now. You're going to have to do something about that. Mm. So the alcohol, every, she kept on coming back to it. As I left, she was like, take a look at the alcohol now. You need to bring that down. And a doctor friend of mine told me, it's like, we're not stupid. We obviously double it. We know mm. that you're lying. Mm. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. But she no. was really, really into it. I would actually love to go and get my liver tested. <laughs> its IQ I'd say it's pickled <laughs> to fuck at this stage but genuinely I would love to get my liver tested I would love to know what I'm dealing with because I do think like it's like smoking or one of those things like vanity is always a big drive for me yes in regards to I get one of the what was one of the reasons I gave up smoking was my face because I was like what's the point of me spending all these this money and all these products and everything if I'm just smoking shit into my face time? but because I can't see my liver like, it could look like a collapsed parachute for all I know, yeah. but I can't see it. So I'm like, la, 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 la. Whereas I'm like, oh God, SPF, I don't want to get a freckle on my face. But if your liver looks like Shrek, it's on the inside. Like your soul, it's ugly. It doesn't matter. But it does matter because one day it's just going to drop out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Would you give me your liver? How many livers do we have? Is it like a lung? We've got the one liver. I think it can I think it can grow itself back though. You can. You can chop a bit of it off. Then it's fine. Do you, you're you're okay with that? It. Who do you think... Th- <laughs> <laughs> By the way, HSE, we all know how much you spend on alcohol-related illnesses every year. It's in the millions. It's something like 150 million. Can we up that so we can just get liver transplants? Get a baby's liver. There's a huge market in that. Put it in the private industry. Get a, a baby's young, liver. A 15-year-old's liver. Harvest a liver. Just go with it. Yeah. That's. They that's... should be selling livers on Cult Beauty. Come you know on. That website? Get, get, get on it. The Kardashians are going to do a line. KKW Beauty is going to be like, Love we've it. got the liver for you. <laughs> Look how Love beautiful it. it's going to be. Love it. I do respect people who don't drink and who can... I respect them anyway. Fair play. I, I'm 100%. Responsibly. But who can Don't still, want to hang out with them though And that's the truth But who can still go out That's what I'm saying Like how they rem- That's the thing that freaks me out People Friends of mine who don't drink They remember everything And when I am driving On a night out I last about an hour An hour and a half Because that's when The, the glitch Kicks in And people yeah. just start Repeating themselves So you can get a max Hour and a half conversation Yeah Before it's like Oh my God Did I tell you about this Oh, yeah. I got new shoes. You're like, yeah, you told me that four times. I can't do this anymore. I know. Yeah, like when I'm out, I like people on my wavelengths. And it's completely selfish on my part. Mm. So I sometimes feel like there's, I have friends, I have friends who don't drink. I have friends who don't drink because they're alcoholics, we're alcoholics, what, you know, whatever. And then I have other friends who just decided not to drink and that's fine. Um, obviously, it's fine. It's not my <laughs> fucking choice. I can do what they want. But... I sometimes feel when they're when someone's out they're not drinking and this is me projecting on them but you feel like they're kind of judging you or they're like sitting on the uh, you know they're sitting on the edge of the crack and they're not really involved and but like the truth is if I wake up on a weekend having not drank I'm the I'm like a smug bastard oh I'm the same God. I am the I am a two-faced smug bastard yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like oh this is me now I'm just gonna like hike and cycle and I'm wonderful. This is fat. Oh, look com- at me. My skin is glowing. Complete. Remember last week when you thought that I'd been body snatched because I was up so early. That was weird. It's because I hadn't drunk at the weekend. And I was like, the hills are alive with that. And I was so smug for a week. Yeah. And then this weekend I said I was so good last weekend. Drug mad. My productivity, if I didn't drink, I think I'd be in the space race. Like, I think I'd be off there with Jeff Bezos building rockets. Like, I genuinely think I would be triple as productive as I am. A friend who gave up drink kept a calculator of how much money she was saving. I was like, sorry, what now? Oh, God. I was like, you've paid off your mortgage in four weeks? She was a big drinker. (laughs) But that made me go, 
Oh, holy Christ. Because mm. we're spending, like, I think according to reports. Give us an L stat there. Now, this is from 2018. How much do you think we were spending? As a country? On alcoholic beverages, including in pubs and off licenses. As a country in Ireland? As a country in Ireland. Jesus. Uh, like, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a mathsy person, but I'm going to say six billion. Higher. That was, and you went for it there. Yeah. It's, it's almost seven and a half billion in 2018 was spent in alcohol. And we haven't been going to pubs this year, but like off license sales are through the roof. Yeah. We're really drinking so, our feelings at the moment. Oh, uh, it was first lockdown was just a letter picnic for weeks. Yeah. But what does, the, what does your world look like if you don't drink? I've, I don't know. I have friendships. I, I genuinely have I friendships know. that wouldn't survive it. Why? I, re- I really do because I have friends that what we do is we. G- I have other friends who we go for coffees and we go for walks and all this stuff. But I have other friends and we get together and when we meet, we drink. That's what we do. Mm. And like, if you decide to change, you decide. Basically, what I'm saying is, if you stop drinking, I'm cutting you out. Is what I'm saying. It's. But I also think that the people who have decided to stop drinking have cut you out. Oh, 100 percent. Because it just yeah. their life is completely different now. Yeah. And fair play to them. Mm. Just be like, okay, I'm toxic in your life. I know. Dump me. I know. Dump me. Because it's a social activity. Yeah. It's like your mates who start abseiling. I'm not gonna abseil, so I'm not gonna see you every weekend yeah. because that's what you're doing. So there is that element of you both cutting each other out. So it kind of I it know. negates that it's grand. But then at the weekend I was out, one of the girls is pregnant, got a lover. And uh, she's doing the no seco thing. No, what's that? Like alcohol-free Prosecco? Prosecco yeah. Alcohol-free. No. Yeah, a friend of mine got addicted to it during her pregnancy and now she's still drinking no seco. I would love a really good, like my mother um, was planting alcohol-free wine around the house. Now, in fairness, like, anyway, whatever. I didn't know. And she has this, <laughs> she has this wine shoe at home. It's the grossest thing I've ever seen. Anyway, she had this alcohol-free wine and I tasted it and I was like, <coughs> and I knew there was something up with it. Now, when I have a non-alcoholic beer, which I do enjoy from time to time, you'd never know the difference in the taste. Yeah. I would really like, when all this is over, when Corona has calmed down, when I would really like the focus, the national focus to be on um, an, a sugar-free, alcohol-free, alcohol-free wine that doesn't taste like shit. Water. Is that too much to... <laughs> no, I want a grape-based. Okay. I love grape grapes. based water. Just smash up. <laughs> Ribena. You're offering me Ribena. Ribena. Done. It, do you know what it is for me though? It's a release of tension. Like it's so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Like do you know when we'd say we'd say to them, we have a drink and it's like <gasps> it's the excitement. You're like we're going to be chatting and bonding and it's like this social lubricant that is just thrilling. But you're right about the placebo effect of non-alcoholic beer. Because mm. I'm fine if I have a few of those on a night out. I yeah. do feel like I'm more involved in it. Because it's the ritual. It's the ritual of it. It's the ritual. Whereas I'd agree with, I think organic wine and non-alcoholic wine is devil water. Really? I heard organic wine is lovely. Oh, it gives me a banging headache. Yeah, okay, that's that's not good. That will give me, I'm like, give me all the sulfates and phosphates in the world. Mm. Although on uh, the six o'clock show the other night, one of the chefs the other night, Susan Jane White, started talking about wine for vegans and vegetarians. She was like, do you know such such?" and I went, oh no. What if they're meat and wine? No, it's, and I've I love this. a meaty wine. <laughs> Just kind of put a spaghetti bolognese inside there. Mm, mm. So poor vegetarians watching the, sh- watching the show the other night and vegans were like, sorry, what now? Because they can use fish guts and or fish skin to filtrate the wine. But like, isn't that a grand use for a fish? Um, but like, then, come on, if the fish is dead, if we're eating the insides of fish and the skin is left, why not use it to kind of thread some shit through? I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have that big a problem with it. I know, but vegans, they, they would. Exactly I just, I just, they, I they just, are. yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I've met yeah. a vegan before who won't have a photo taken because they use belly jelly of a cow to develop it. Did you know that? The, like, whatever's in wine gums. That, I'm sorry, that oh fuck off from Shane. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what people are going to love this week. Oh, fuck off. That came from your soul, Shane. Yeah. Isn't that gas? She's like, no, 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 I can't take about Because there's... Um, but what can you do in life? You're, you know... Because a pig oh, develops oh. that in a factory somewhere. But like, I have no... When we're talking about wine, like I... I love the vegan Percy pigs and they're vegan Percy pigs. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it's, a, it's a pig. Anyway, wine. So because I don't know anything about wine and like the whole wine tasting thing and everything is just such a farce to me. And like, I really, it's such a farce. It's like, why am I checking if it's corked? It's fucking screw top. <laughs> Pour the blur blur juice into the glass <laughs> and stop listening to our conversation. 
Are you hearing when I do it all at the table and you're like, I can't talk now. But like, do you know when the barman is trying to like, at the bar, you're like, wine. And he's like, oh, what kind of wine do you like? And you, you have to pretend you give a shit. He's like, oh, we've got the Merlot. I've got, I've got a fiver. Just <laughs> fucking top the glass up. And you don't have to put any breathing space at the top of the glass. I'm not here to resuscitate it. Just fill it all the Large way up. Wine. Put it all the way up. That's why I love London. But you know the fancy friends. We all have fancy oh, yeah. friends. And when you go out to dinner with them, you know people who look at the wine list and study the wine list. And I'm just sitting there going, is that the Sauvignon Blanc? Is it the cheapest one? Yeah. I'll take a bottle of that. Thank you very exactly. much. I don't care. I just, I just want to drink with my food. Yeah. We're all just looking at the prices. Anyone who isn't is a liar and a fake and, and a fraud. The, the ones that go, oh, that's uh, Sancerre. Oh, that'll be delicious now. I'm going 76. Fucking Europe. Oh, not a hope. I'm not doing... No, I'm, I'm there when you have that. That's yeah. great. I'll take the 22 euro bottle. Thank you yeah. very much. You're like, oh, what wine do you like? I'm like, the tenor. I like a tenor wine. Because I'm just That's sitting there like. going, you're getting 76. I can get three for that. <laughs> I'm fine. I'll take... I'll take the, It's like the three for twos in boots. I'll take it, thanks. Yeah, I don't eat it, but I'll take it. We're cheap pissheads, is what we're saying. I think I probably will have a period of sobriety in my life at some stage. Yeah. I probably will. Like when I get, I don't know, pregnant, you can't drink then. Apparently bad for the baby. Mm. Although apparently it just gives the baby a tiny head, which I think is the woman who has to push it out. It's probably not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Little bit of a life hack, no? <laughs> yeah. That's how you know, apparently, if a mother's been tipping away because her baby's got a teeny tiny TikTok head. I'm going to be honest, it's not tipping away. They've gone into <laughs> St. James's Gate, put their mouth under a tap and filled themselves up for nine months. I used to do stand-up about it, like one of my mates drank for Sacco or held pregnancy or when her water broke, it was fizzy. Like there was, <laughs> there was bubbles in it and all. And we're like, wow. Are we going to solve alcohol? I think we did. I think we solved it like a half an hour ago. You think we totally solved it? It's it's a thing. It's a thing. It's not going anywhere. It's fun. I do think. Um, <laughs> sorry, so hungover. Um, <laughs> and I like. I remember someone. I wrote an article about alcohol. <laughs> I wrote. I and I. I, I wrote an article about um, alcohol for the for Life magazine a while ago. And it was like, I think about six of us, he got six writers to write a piece that was like, I was the one who drinks and admits she drinks and not makes no apologies for it, but is explaining, you know, why I think it's like a release of tension and I get, I do get something out of it. And if I start like streaking through Temple Bar in a blackout, I'll probably revisit it. <laughs> Someone messaged me after I wrote that article and they're like, why are you glamorizing booze? I was like, I'm absolutely not glamorizing booze at all. I'm just saying, I do think it has, there's a reason it's so popular. Like mm. it does serve a purpose in and society. It also ruins lives, which I'm fully aware of. But I, do think that younger people, and maybe it's because of vanity, they do not drink like we drank no. when we were teenagers. They're so into mm. their physical appearance. It's going to have a good effect on how much alcohol that they consume. Yeah. I think alcohol will come down with the younger generation. Totally. Mm. They're so into their bodies now. Yeah. And it's all like abs and steroids. And I know. Hey, Joanne. Oh my God, hi. Where? Is that you? Is that you? What time is it now? Oh my God, it's time for the news cruise. Oh! It's news cruise time. Is there a jink? Newscruise.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's news it. We're doing it. That's it. Google right now. It's there. News we are buying, buying the domain name. Rita Ora. Rita Ora, a person who I have been fascinated by for years. Because what? What? What, what pictures does she have of someone? What's going on? Can you name one Rita Ora song? Never gonna give you up, never gonna <laughs> let, let you down, down, never gonna turn around. That's actually a banger. You. Is that uh, not her? <laughs> <laughs> she has something like that. She did have a catchy, I always get her confused with Jessie J. I think they have a similar vibe. Um, I, I, yeah, I honestly don't know anything she does. She's one of those, they all kind of merge into one for me. I'm I, not really into music, much to my shame. Oh, I'm not. I worked on the radio and I still can't name a Rita or a single. I cannot, yeah. I cannot do it. But, Wouldn't have a clue. But she's worth like trillions of billions of millions of trillions of squillions. Yeah, I was talking to um, 
uh, Demi from the Young Offenders the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking to her on the six o'clock show. And we were like, and we hear that you're loaded. She's like, yeah, I Googled myself. I'm worth 1.3 million. I was like, fair play to you. Isn't that great? So you can be worth anything. Have you not checked what you're worth on that thing? No. Do you know how much I'm worth? How much are you worth? Six million. <gasps> Holy God. Yeah. Can I just say you're a stingy fucker? I know. Can you believe I'm still in my mother's attic and I've got six million in the bank? And you're not giving her any rent. I mean, come on. You need she to start. She doesn't deserve it. You need to start doing something. She should be paying me <laughs> to be there. The crack. I'm now looking at you differently. I expect the next time that we go for brunch for you to be one of those people who takes the wine menu and really studies it and goes for the Sancerre for 76 euros. I'm about six million in debt. Like, I, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, but no, I, she genuinely is worth loads and loads and loads of money. Like, she is very successful. She owns mansions in LA. She's just one of those weird kind of innocuous characters that no one really knows what they do. Like Elton John. He's got no talent whatsoever. No idea what that man has ever done bar wear glasses. Just Bexavers. That's all he's done. So Rita, it's just fascinating. She's meant to be a musician. Now she's in a new BBC adaptation of Oliver Twist. So she's going into acting. She just seems to be like a very big brand ambassador. Mm. You know, for JD Sports. Yeah, but like, but the truth is, like I know myself from my brand work, that stuff pays way more than you get paid for your actual job. So in her world, it's singing. Uh, singing? Singing? singing. Uh, do you know what I mean? So like I do, I could do a gig for, I could do a, a brand gig for like a chunk of change and then go out and do an actual stand-up gig for 20 quid. So if she's doing all that brand ambassador stuff, that's probably where she's making all her money. Completely. Fair play to you, girl. Absolutely fair play to you. But she's gotten in an awful lot of shite recently because of her antics with having a 30th birthday party mm. and inviting her friends and flouting lockdown rules in the UK. And then it emerged that she was actually meant to be in quarantine at the time because she just flown in from a private gig in Cairo. Yeah, I know. So what's she done now? This is your news, Chris. Because of breaking lockdown rules, read Aura. Oh, she, sorry. She fucked up. <laughs> the country again just to make sure that everyone's even more pissed off with her it's like what are you doing woman but she's She's flying everywhere in coronavirus she's gone to Bulgaria so she flees this is the Daily Mail headline flees the country for the rest of the year amid lockdown flouting shame after beating herself up about 30th birthday fiasco so how are you going to endear yourself to people again just fuck off, get another flight. But this uh, this has the potential to be another wag at the Christie situation because apparently she's trying to figure out who ratted her out. For the birthday party? Yeah. She Someone in- ratted her out. She invited a bunch of supermodels and super famous people. Yeah, but it was all very like covert operation stuff. Someone tipped off the press. So... I would think it was someone who wasn't invited to the party going, exactly. fuck you, Risha. Yeah. How dare you not invite me to the party? Whether she's followed or whether she tips off the paparazzi at all times, if she's not doing anything and they know she's in the country, would it not just be one of the paparazzis going, where's she going tonight? I don't know, because I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how it works. But like, I don't think, paparazzi aren't just like, hanging around the street. Like, they're not detectives. No, I always. They get told where you are. Did you watch Setting Sunset? No. On Selling Sunset, Christine Quinn, one of the one of the agents, uh, she was given an interview and she was just like, they're all tipping off the paparazzi. Do you think the paparazzi are following us dickheads around when you've got Jennifer Aniston down the road? Yeah. She's like, no, all the girls are ringing off the paps all the time being like, oh, I'm not really Chriselle, yeah. but Chriselle is going to be here. I was like... I kind of love you for saying that. Thanks a million. Yeah, but of course. It's like when they see those um, women on the beach in Dubai. Do you think those photographers are just sitting there on the beach waiting for someone famous to rock up? Should they fucking brought them out with them? You'll see it now. It'll happen. Oh no, we've actually missed the season for it. So it's usually around January. Someone like Carrie Katona or someone else who's maybe put on a couple of pounds Mm -hmm. will be pictured eating a burger like your man, what's your man, David Hasselhoff? Do you remember him eating the burger off the ground when he was really drunk? Yeah, so they'll be they'll be they'll be photographed eating a burger like a pig, right? This most unattractive photos you've ever seen with their stomach like rolled over on itself, and then they'll be like, "Oh look, Kerry blah, blah, blah. and then six about no no October time, their DVD comes out. So it's all a setup. So I think they literally pay, they get paid to put on a load of weight over Christmas. Mm. Then they get flown out to Dubers, as they like to call it. Dubers. Dubers. Lovely. Dubai, Dubers. And they get photographed on the beach, stuff in their face. 
and they're getting pe- and then they get in shape, they get a trainer, and then they release the DVD, and everyone makes a load of cash. I don't think it works as I don't think it works as much as it used to no, fifteen I, years ago. No, I mean who the fuck buys weight loss DVDs? But now you could just access so much free exercise on YouTube. And all. Yeah. Why would you bother yeah. buying a DVD? I don't think it works as much as as it used to. But uh, Rita Ora, the DVD coming soon. Another news cruise? Yeah, go. It's news cruise number two. Shall we play a clip from a YouTuber called Jake? Paul. He is the brother of Logan Paul, who has issued, issued a, you know, when you were younger and someone would claim someone else around the back of the school. Yeah. What's it called? You claim someone. Let's take a listen to this. What the fuck is up, you Irish cunt? Good morning, Conor McGregor. I know you're probably beating up old dudes in a bar right now, or maybe you're jacking off because you're sick of fucking your wife. I mean, she's a four, Conor. You could do a lot better, but happy Monday. My team sent you a $50 million offer this morning. $50 $50 million cash, proof of funds, the biggest fight offer you've ever been offered, but you're scared to fight me, Connor. Uh, you're ducking because you don't want to lose to a fucking enough. YouTuber. That's enough. Uh, he's a YouTuber, but $50 million, was it $50 million? $50 million. This guy, Jake Paul, had the eighth most watched fight on pay-per-view last year because he, he's done a couple of boxing matches. What's the name for what... He's doing well, right now. I, I can't. I don't know what the name is, but I was calling it Scrappy Chat. Scrappy <laughs> Chat. <laughs> that fighting talk. The scrappy it's, Chat. It's Smack Talk. Smack Talk. Just remembered. But you said we're. I think I want it to be called Scrappy Chat. Scrappy Chat. Yeah. He's 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 dialing out a big dollop of Scrappy Chat scrappy, there. <laughs> doing a lot of Scrappy Chat. Yeah. That sounds so cute. It feels like it should be an episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I just want it from now on. Anyone that's doing that real big man talk for Joanne to do a voiceover going. And so began his scrappy chat. Scrappy chat. It's very emasculating, which is my favorite thing to do. It's fantastic. So this guy, what you make of what he did there with the which, Conor McGregor thing? What I don't really understand. Like, I, you know, whatever. It's fucking big cock talk. But scrappy chat. I uh, calling Conor McGregor's wife a four is so it's such pathetic scrappy chat like if you're gonna slag someone's like is there not way worse you can do but like oh she's not that hot <laughs> there's way worse you could do calling a four I I know women living great lives as fours I'm one of them when I'm on my menstruals absolutely I also think people's people's <laughs> <laughs> I also think the boobs get that little bigger. Yeah, a little bloated around the face. I look like I've got gout when I've got my fruit. Gout? Gout, very swollen in the face. Like I've eaten a lot of rich food. Gout. Oh my God, are you glitching? You look like <laughs> <laughs> Are you just trying to take in the information? Um, no, I was going to say something I went to too. Um, I, with the scrappy chat, I, I think this is a new low for scrappy chat. I agree. Surely you'd be like, your wife looks like the back of a sheep's arse. Like, like make it like that rather than going. Really graphic. She's being, I'm like, she's the mother of children. Stop being an asshole. I really, I really hate it. I actually really hate it. I know it doesn't, I know that's not a thing, but I'm, I think it's because she's Irish and the chances are anyone could run into her. Yeah. I'd be like, this dickhead has, I really hate it. I I hate it. I, I mean, no one likes Scrappy Trap, but I think. I do think if I was being, if I was like, oh my God, I've been the victim of a scrappy chat. And then I heard that he just called me, I look like a f- I'm a four out of 10. Like, that's not bad. Like, no. if he tell me I look like a rough badger's arse or something. But like, oh, you look like a four. Like, that's basically average looking. But it's such an American thing out of the Facebook world of rating women. Totally. That it's like, that's all you can do. That's where you're going to. She didn't even put her in the minuses. He gave her a four, which I think it's a solid, it's a solid look. Bad scrappy chat. Bad Don't scrappy like chat. it. But I love that you're like, but she's a mother. <laughs> I just, it just made me, it just makes me You just really, don't get scrappy chat. I, here we go. I don't get go. I don't get this. Don't get that. You don't uh. get but it's the same as when um, you're one. Do you remember Jerry Halliwell? No, not Jerry Halliwell. Mel B said that she had an affair with Jerry Halliwell. Oh, yeah. And Jerry Halliwell has had a complete frontal lobotomy now. She's like a new, she's like pimped herself up to this landed aristocracy. Lady of the manor. Lady of the manor. Yeah. Hello. Did she post a video recently? Hello, I'm on a train. And then just that was it. So she also Mel- posted a video of her driving a tank. What? She's driving a tank, you know. <laughs> In an apron. This is a really fun Sunday afternoon activity for the family. I'm there going, What? Like Jerry. Yeah. Total personality transplant. Yeah. So Mel B was like, we banged. Ha ha. 
and, and Jerry was like, we absolutely did not. But then she did an interview in the paper and she was like, I can't believe Melanie would say that on today of all days, Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> like she's going to keep your lesbian uh, fling in the bag because it's Mother's Day. But do you not think that was all a ploy? I thought that was all a ploy that was created by them because they were trying to sell tickets at the time. It's hard to know. I don't know. I don't know is the truth because Mel B did see, after she said it, Mel B did seem um, hesitant or, and she did kind of go, oh, fuck, I don't know if I should say this. And then Jerry did genuinely seem outraged. So I really don't know. And mm. it kind of fits in with this new like apron, apple pie cooking lifestyle she has going on for herself. Yeah, but I also thought she still likes making her own money. And mm. if it was going to, I, f- I would find it weird. Why would that lead to increased ticket sales? Because if you're going to go to a Spice Girls gig, you're going to go to a Spice Girls gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always find that really weird when she was in Ireland, when she came out in the aristocratic um, 16th century dress, Union Jack dress. What? Yeah, she came that. out onto stage, Jerry. In Ireland, I was like, oh, read the room. And an awful lot of people might be going, ah, oh, we're over. So I was like, no, we're not. Nah. Yeah. But then again, that's kind of her costume. It is. And she did turn it into a joke on who she's become. Yeah. By making it look like something from centuries ago. Yeah. Aristocracy, like yeah, Queen Victoria yeah. would wear. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're so thick. She could have driven out in a black and tan and been like, what's wrong with what? <laughs> Why is this inappropriate? Why has that got anything to do with anything? <laughs> Boom. Um. So do you want to try some scrappy chat on me oh well no but although if they're getting 50 million per view for for fights it's definitely something we should look into as our patreon do a bit of scrappy chat <laughs> well we could scrap <laughs> we could actually yeah have a scrap two weeks of scrappy chat build up and pay then, per view pay so give page if we want to set up a patreon we need to think of something we can do like make it worthwhile yeah yeah and then oh, like the gladiators did with those giant earbuds back in the day like not a gauntlet but yes I know what you're I know what you're thinking of that we could do that Very scrappy cool, chat man. me come on do one bit of scrappy chat oh my god um uh like you're so fat like one of those give me something um you're so fat you look like you're in the third day of your period <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I can't scrappy chat and I'm only on day one <laughs> <laughs> You're so bloated. Um, no, but I do think I, I am worried about you. Don't smell as fertile as you used to. <laughs> Maybe you should get it looked into. And on that scrappy chat note, that has been our news cruise. Joanne, anything to plug? We're off to the. Oh, time's up. Tidy that up. I don't know why I look at Shane. I know he doesn't do it. Um, I'm not really sure what Shane does. She, uh, just, she just likes to look to a man. So as yeah. if she can, she wants a male authority. authority inside here. I'm not looking at that one. She's a, she's got a vagina. She can't do anything. She's just a woman. Weak. Um, we are off to the Cat Laughs on Sunday, Murmur, to do a podcast festival down are we? there. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. What? you got yeah. to tell someone this before. It's all organised, babes. <laughs> so we're supposed to be doing a live, but I um, can't do that because of crowd. So basically, I don't know. We're just driving to Kilkenny to do a show there for nobody and then driving home. There we go. So that's going to be so fun. I'd plug it, but you can't come. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to find it somewhere. You can also find us on uh, at Let's Solve Nothing on Instagram. She's Joanne McNally Comedy. I'm Maureen. Oh, this was Let's Solve Nothing. This was Let's Solve Nothing. Let's have nothing. 